We are one step closer to the Florida Panthers revealing their 23-man roster for the 2023-24 season. How will the Florida Panthers get through for the guys who will start the season on LTIR and through the month of October? And are the Florida Panthers in on a future Hall of Famer? Your Locked On Panthers, your daily podcast on the Florida Panthers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome into this Tuesday, October 10th edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. Thank you for making the Locked On Florida Panthers Podcast your first listen of the day. I'm Armando Velez from the Hockey News, and you can follow me on X at Monoman12. Follow the show account on X and Instagram at LO underscore FLA Panthers. And shout out to the everydayers who come back here and get your daily Florida Panthers fix. And today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONNHL for $20 off your first purchase. So, Florida Panthers fans and hockey fans, it is officially the start of the 2023 24 NHL season as we will be starting the season with a triple header Tampa Bay Lightning versus the Nashville Predators. Connor Bedard versus Sidney Crosby, Blackhawks versus the Pittsburgh Penguins, and the nightcap with the Vegas Golden Knights welcoming in the Seattle Kraken. And still going to be two days away from the Florida Panthers when they face off against the Minnesota Wild at XL Energy Center on Thursday night. But we have a whole bunch to talk about in the world of the Florida Panthers. And who better when it comes to at least knowing one step closer to the Florida Panthers roster because nothing has been announced yet and making his locked on Florida Panthers podcast debut, the host of the FLA cats hockey podcast and the goat of Florida Panthers, Twitter, <laughs> David Rodriguez, David, welcome to the show, my friend. Thank you, Armando, for having me. It's a pleasure to be on here to be in front of your listeners. It's always great to talk about the Panthers and we're so close to that season. We had you on our show uh, in the last few days. So really enjoy that. Hope the listeners enjoy that, but eager to be on your show. And like you said, talk about the Florida Panthers and the NHL in general, and just an exciting time to be a hockey fan overall. No doubt. And once again, and if you, if you listen to this show, but you don't listen to David's show, uh, the FLA cats hockey podcast, I think it's a little bit of a criminal here. If, if, if you, <laughs> if, if you, if you do it in that order, but Hey, we have a lot of mutual listeners and Hey, we're all about bringing each other together, but before we go into everything, just a little bit of the roster moves, a little bit of housekeeping here. Uh, Zach Delpy and Casey Fitzgerald have cleared waivers, and John Ludwig has been claimed by the Pittsburgh Penguins. And the latest of two of two guys for, um, that have been claimed by other teams from the Florida Panthers, the other one, of course, being Gregory Nisenko, when I, with I, which I spoke about on on Sunday. But then the Vegas Golden Knights put him back in uh, on on waivers. Nobody nobody claimed him. So he's going to be reporting to the Henderson Silver Knights, and there is a there is a little bit of conversation on on online about may, maybe the process of the Florida Panthers not putting in a claim, but also maybe it's just a matter of Bill Zito not being attached to Gregory Nansenko. He's not his draft pick, but also the whole Ottawa Senators uh, trying to claim uh, Lassie Thompson, defenseman Lassie Thompson, a first round pick and all, and 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 if there's multiple teams that put in a waiver claim as well they might not be able to send them back to the ahl so maybe that's a little bit of the process of why 
Bill Zito did not put a waiver claim for Gregorian Denisenko to bring him back because if nobody claim put a claim, he would have been able to report back to Charlotte as well. So, uh, David, I, I have a I have a, a little bit of a question for you. Of the guys signed signed for the Florida Panthers, do you know how many draft picks are left from the Dale Talon era? Um, I would say probably just the four. I think I saw someone in our Discord had mentioned it was just Aaron Ekblad, Alexander Barkov, Santuk, and I want to say that's it of the draft picks. I think mm-hmm. those three, those the- and then Bobrovsky, I think, is the only like draft signing. Pick. Oh, yeah. draft, yeah. So those draft. would be the three. So yeah. yep, those are there are only three left from the Dale Talon era. So those are the only ones Crazy. left. But so just giving the listeners an idea, we're recording this at 9-11 p.m. on October 9th. The Panthers have not released their official opening night roster. So we are going to work with what we got as far as what is released and refreshing Puckpedia, refreshing Cat Friendly, doing what we can as far as that. <laughs> yeah, I got it here too. <laughs> and thankfully, I'm not doing a solo episode, which I can refresh a, a feed as, as well if I need to. So Puckpedia also shows that Justin Sword is not on the Panthers roster. 22 players as of now, less than 500,000 in cat space. So Brett Ritchie was at practice today as well. Had struggled with injuries early on in the preseason. So this gives a lot of room for Brett Ritchie to make the roster and kind of have be have him be in the Eric Stahl role uh, this season. What what what's your what are your thoughts on 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 those moves for the Panthers? Well, early on, I think there was a bit of optimism on Brett Ritchie, but I think he got injured halfway through the preseason. So there was a bit of touch and go as far as was he going to get any ice time? What were the thoughts from Maurice as far as what he thought uh, Ritchie was going to bring? So if I were to take a guess, I would say Maurice's mind was already kind of made prior to his injury. I would think if if you're injured Mm -hmm. and you continue, you know, to be on the roster this late into the the development nine fifteen, like you said in the in the afternoon in the evening uh the night of the deadline so i think all signs point to brett ritchie getting a contract somehow to probably the league minimum and sort of starting in in the ahl which was a bit of a surprise i think sort of played relatively well especially in those last two preseason games that gave him a good chance but i know we'll be talking about a, another youngster here probably that uh we could probably pencil in now or probably with some with a marker. Now we can put him in uh, on that roster. So a bit of a surprise for Brett Ritchie, but I think Maurice, he's kind of, you know, we've seen the last two years veteran guys that he's brought in have pretty much been signed. So I wouldn't be surprised if by midnight tonight, we see Brett Ritchie on that roster. Yeah. And other housekeeping notes before we continue is uh, Maher and cousins were not at practice, but um, Paul Maurice said that they will be playing Thursday. So, Brett Ritchie is one of those guys who who has who has size, 215 pounds, 6'4 as well. He's one of the three surprises for me who made who made this uh Florida Panthers roster. The other one was Yuvis Belinskis uh from, from Czechia. Um and and from Latvia, excuse me, played in uh Czech Czechia, and also Maki Semiskevich as, as well. And and it looks like that he is going to be playing on the third line with Anton Lindell. Nothing has indicated that anything that Sam Bennett went through as far as his injury is going to be long-term as far as for the Panthers as well. But I feel like 
I feel like there's a little bit of an identity revealed for what Paul Maurice was looking for as far as as far as who we wanted on the team and, and guys who have all types of speed and aggressive on the puck. And and I'm even even guys like I, I gave a lot of praise to Nick Cousins on Sunday about what he can do up and down the lineup as far as bodying up guys and breaking up pucks in the neutral zone and going in for a breakaway as well. But I feel I feel that we see more of the Paul Maurice identity with these Panthers. What says you? Yeah, I think I think I agree with you now in year two of Paul Maurice's tenure. Now Kachuk in his second year here, here as well. You know, you kind of see them getting a little bit more comfortable, especially during the training camps. Maurice, uh, you know, really liking the lineup he was able to bring in over the offseason. We've talked about that a little bit on our show, and I know you have as well. There's, I was going to mention this early. Um, there's about 10 players on the Panthers roster that are currently on UFA contracts, where this is their last year. So they're going to have a lot of eyes on them. And I, I didn't want to mention this uh, too early for you, but there's three big ones, you know, the Montour, the Forsling and the Reinhardts that, you know, you question, you know, what are their extensions looking like now? But there's guys, like you said, like Nick Cousins, guys you brought in like Lorenz, uh, Mahura is going to be UFA. So there's a good chunk of players that are looking for where the salary cap goes up that need to play to that level with competition already within the roster. So it's a good blend of, of, I guess you could say like, critical play that each player has to have every night in order to be in that lineup, but also looking towards next year. So Maurice and, and Zito knew what they were doing. And I think they did a good job uh, bringing that mix for this year, for sure. And yeah. And, and some, and sometimes in, in that, whenever you have such a roster squeeze that, that you do this year is not as much of a squeeze as last year because of the whole oh, dead yeah. cap situation as well. But last year, I, I mentioned the whole Nick Cousins getting a two-year contract uh, and and bringing in that um, bringing in a, a familiar face the next year. In this in this in in this case, the the guy with term that's getting it is Evan Rodriguez, who was seen on the top power play once again for the Panthers. Top power play looks OEL, Barkoff, Rodriguez, Rhino, and and Kajuk, which I forgot even to even mention about Justin Sort of that he was seen on the PK today with Kevin Stenlin as well which Kevin Stenley is another per, um, player who's looking to make the roster as, as well. So you, you see a little bit of the, the mixing and matching. And, you know, even though Justin sort of is likely not going to make the opening night roster based on what we saw online on Puckpedia, uh, I'm, I'm really I'm really looking forward to possibly seeing him in the future. And especially because we've seen in all situation in him play in all situations, especially when I saw him in a rookie showcase out in a zero. Also another note before we, uh, we transition over to segment number two is the Florida Panthers put no waiver claim. So there's not going to be the, the Josh Mahara stories or the Gus Forsling stories as well this time around uh, for the Florida Panthers. So they're pretty set on their lineup as well, but we are going to transition to segment number two, where we're going to discuss the likely situation for the Florida Panthers on their LTIR guys. And could the Florida Panthers be in on a future Hall of Famer? We are going to discuss that more here on Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. But first, we're going to tell you all about 
Game Time, and you shouldn't have to worry when you're buying tickets to your next big event. Game Time is the fast and easiest way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, theater events near you. With killer last-minute deals, all-in prices, views from your seat, and their best price guarantee, Game Time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. You see the view from your seat before you buy, so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. All-in prices show your total upfront, so you know you're getting a real great deal without hidden fees. Buy tickets in seconds in two taps. GameTime has deals on tickets right up to the start of the event and even an hour after it starts. It's a place to find last-minute seats. With zone deals, you pick the section and GameTime picks the seat for an average of 18% savings. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONNHL for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code Locked on NHL. That's L O C K E D O N N H L for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Segment number two here on this Tuesday, October 10th edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. Thank you once again for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day here on a Tuesday and here. With the host of the FLA Cats Hockey Podcast and the GOAT of Florida Panthers Twitter, David Rodriguez here. And we kind of teased this a little bit earlier. Both both of us teased this with Montour, Ekblad. As of now, 22 players, less than $500,000 in cap space. So, I know that you've been posting all about uh Montour's uh rehabs uh throughout throughout the throughout the offseason which honestly pull pull put putting uh, something for the listeners behind the curtain at my day job I can't be on my phone so sometimes when I check my phone whenever I have a, I have a chance to I see a post from David Rodriguez and I'm like I tell myself in my head thank you David because sometimes I can't always be on my phone at, at my at my day job but so what both of them actually don't have to go on LTIR to start the season. Of course. But we haven't seen anything from Ekblad. But as far as numbers-wise and injuries-wise, if there's one person to go, it's likely him to start. But if now doing the numbers and the calculations of LTIR, 24 days, 10 games, the earliest either of the two or one of them, depending on what they do, can return is... November 6th against the Columbus Blue Jackets. And we talk about all about how the Panthers have to get through. But the but David, the October schedule isn't like a murderer's row by any chance, uh, by any stretch of the imagination. I mean, yeah, Minnesota Wild are a playoff playoff team. Um, the Winnipeg Jets just um extended Mark Shifley and Connor Hallebuck, but they are a, a franchise in a little bit of a of a flux. You're going to have the Vancouver Canucks, who is a little bit in flux as well. The rebuilding San Jose Sharks. Can can the Seattle Kraken continue their depth score? And, of course, the Boston Bruins are having a lot of transition as well on their roster. So, likely one of those guys is going to go on LTIR in, to bring in Brett Ritchie. But how are you seeing what the Panthers have to go through and, of, and of course, what they have to get through in the month of October? Yeah, it's really tough. I mean, I've been thinking this whole week, you know, if I was from the outside looking in and I were to say, hey, Sam Bennett's out, Brandon Montour's out, Aaron Eckblad's out, 
I can't be confident as a, as a fan base, you know, from the outside looking in that this is a team that could get, you know, a good start going. But we've seen, we've seen Matthew Kachuk, we've seen Barkov, we've talked about Lundell having to take an extra step. We've had, you know, guys on the defensive end we brought in that need to take that step. So, yeah, like you mentioned, the, the, the opponents that are upcoming have question marks just like us. And I think there's a lot of teams in the NHL that have so many question marks because of the tight cap and of injuries of, of such um, early on. So, yeah, it'll be tough for Florida. I know last year they got off to a 4-1-1 start. Then they kind of trickled their way to injuries and illnesses. So unless that continues to pile up, you can kind of see Florida, you know, they've already kind of prepared. It's not like something new, like a Vasilevsky injury that all of a sudden, bang, uh, your your star players out. Not you know we've known Montour and Ekblad have been out are going to be out for some time. So uh, I think the team is prepared. That like I mentioned a little bit earlier, the lineup is is ready to to compete. And like I said, Maurice in year two. So I think you'll have those guys ready to go. And uh, if they don't come out of the gates firing, I'll, I'll be pretty shocked to to say the least because we know Matthew Kachuk. He's not going to let that happen, especially the way it was last year. He I don't think he wants to go through that again. So I expect the Panthers to get off to a good start. Uh, from the go, and also the like, like you said, the time to prepare for this for the start of the season. There's a there's such the way teams process when their guys are out up 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 here mentally, when it ca- catches you by surprise versus when it doesn't as well, and 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 the preparation is like you just know you just know have you have to get through it all, and exactly. <laughs> I haven't even mentioned this yet. Um, every single Every single defenseman that the Florida Panthers will have on their active roster is a left-handed shot. <laughs> so to start the oh, season, yeah. even though both, uh, even though a lot of guys have dual eligibility, some of the guys who are going to be playing on the right-hand side, on the right side, are going to be Dmitry Kulikov, Oliver Ekman Larson, Mike Riley. Those are going to be the guys who are going to be uh, playing on the right side on their on their offside as well. Yeah. But here's another thing as well, and this was mentioned last week, but I didn't really bat an eye at the time. But then it was mentioned again. By the same person. And Elliot Freeman from 32 Thoughts mentioned last week about Bill Zito really being interested in former Calder Trophy, Hart Trophy, Art Ross, Conn Smythe winner, Patrick Kane. Mentioned it a little bit of it last week. But then mentioned it again on, on, on Monday. Pierre Lebrun also mentioned it as well with that. We all know what happened with, with Patrick Kane and his struggled with injuries to the to the latter part of last year when he was traded from Chicago to the New York Rangers as well. Surgery says and he his camp says that after his surgery, likely going to be ready in November. Not the 10 not a 10 million dollar player anymore, but the Panthers I I I I wonder how are they how are they going to bring him in with the with the roster questions as as well with with the tight cap and what he's willing to take because the resume said doesn't say that he's gonna doesn't doesn't say that he's gonna be a league minimum player. He might want more than two point five million for for sure. Uh, five million will be stretching it in my opinion. But what you addressed it as well on on online. So what? But for the podcast reasons, what are your thoughts on the Panthers possibly entertaining bringing in uh, Patty Kane, a future Hall of Famer? Well, I know I posted it on my on our Instagram early this morning, uh, shortly after I posted it on X, formerly Twitter, and there were hundreds of engagements. Like, really? Like, is this possible? Like, Patrick Kane, you know, 
greatest American born player probably in our history, especially my generation and your generation as well. So there's a lot of buzz when you hear Patrick Kane, right? No matter the age, no matter where he is physically, Patrick Kane just brings people to the arena. So, you know, if we want to talk about the money, Zito would have to do something. There would have to be either where he agrees to a minimum salary, like we saw Blake Wheeler did with the New York Rangers. Uh, We saw Matt Duchesne take a nice deal with Dallas. Some of these guys that are going to be like, okay, next year the cap will go up. Maybe I can make my money next year. While this year I play for a team to compete for a championship and, you know, I'll, I'll take, I'll take a cut. So, if we're talking two and a half, three million to bring in Patrick Kane, I just don't see how the money is going to work, knowing that you're going to need space for Ekblad and Montour to eventually come back. I don't think the plan is to keep Ekblad out until he's, you know, more longer than he's ready. I don't think the Panthers are in business of doing that. So if we're talking money, then it just doesn't look logical at the time. Obviously, obviously there's some work that needs to be done um, before that. But I would say, as far as a fan's point of view, I, I would be all for it. It's, it's cool to have Patrick Kane rumored to come to your club. Um, how sincere and how honest those rumors are, I don't, I don't know. I don't think you know, there's much into it. But when you're flirting with Patrick Kane, it's, it's always fun to, to hear your organization mentioned. <laughs> and this is why. This is exactly why I continue to harp win around this year. It doesn't need to be Stanley Cup because of what the conversation around different players who become free agents or who who are also one year away from being free agents and seeing, you see that franchise down in South Florida, no state income tax, and has built a winner, spoke all about Joe Thornton um, and uh, about how he was looking at this, (laughs) the Tampa-Florida series. And it just goes to show what Bill Zito has built what Paul Maurice is going to continue to implement as far as his, uh, his, uh, the team's level of play as well. And the leadership of Barkoff and Gachuk being here for seven more years. It's, it's, it's worth absolutely these continued conversations on even a legend, a former number one overall pick from the 27, 2007 draft. I know he's 34. Uh, He's not getting any younger. He's likely not going to get more than a, more than a three-year deal after this year. It's and, and all, but it's just great to see how great of a position the Florida Panthers have put themselves in, especially in the last absolutely. two years. Yeah, and absolutely. I mean, you and we've talked about this before, just the Matthew Kachuk effect bringing him here just catalyst, makes Florida on top of other people's list of destinations that they want to come. They want to play for a player like Matthew Kachuk, a young American all-star. Patrick Kane was a young um, all-American all-star before. So maybe he sees a little bit of similarities there. Maybe not their play style, but, you know, to be on a line with Barkov or Matthew Kachuk has got to bring Patrick Kane, you know, some attention. So we'll see. I mean, obviously there's no real timetable or real hints of what Patrick Kane's timeline is for sure set in stone. I think they said maybe sometime in November he should be at 100% ready to play. So we'll see. I mean, I know Buffalo has been rumored. That's where he's from. They have mm-hmm. quite a bit more money than we do. But does he want to go to Buffalo, snowy Buffalo, or does he want to come to sunny South Florida? You know, if the money could work, that's that's just mm-hmm. And if Zito's willing to make a, you know, have to move something to get Patrick Kane, you know. Yeah, I mean, that Buffalo team, they're fun. they're fun <laughs> offensively. And he's from oh, there yeah. as well. So... <laughs> 
wouldn't be surprised if he ends up choosing choosing his hometown team, especially an up and coming uh, team for as sure. well. So for, versus uh, Florida as well. But we're going to transition over to segment number three, where we are going to finish off our rankings of the greatest Florida Panthers players of all time as, vote, as voted by you guys, the fans. We're going to discuss that and more here on the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast. But first, we're going to tell you all about FanDuel Sportsbook. And right now, new customers get up to $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. And if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is super easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the National Football League. Third and final segment here on this Tuesday, October 10th edition of the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast. Thank you once again for making the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day here on a Tuesday with the host of the FLA Cats Hockey Podcast and the GOAT of Florida Panthers Twitter, David <laughs> Rodriguez. And uh, I have to brag a little bit, uh, David, and I know someone, uh, your your fellow co-host is going to be listening to this. Is uh, we. For the listeners, we, me, David, and a whole bunch of other uh, Florida Panther fans are in a fantasy football league. I know where you're going. But I forgot to check my lineup today, uh, this, <laughs> this week. And it looks like I'm going to have a victory this week, even though there is a play, Amari Cooper is on my bench. And uh, just need Josh <laughs> Jacobs to do well tonight. And I will be victorious over Kirby. So I know Kirby, uh, not a good weekend for Kirby, uh, football-wise. No, as Dallas well. got spanked. Yeah, they got yeah, <laughs> yeah. Hey, my Wednesday co-host Jacob Winans is also a Cowboys fan, so he's not. And he was at the Canes game on sat on Saturday, uh, so that's not Ryan. a good weekend for for uh, <laughs> for for both uh, Jacob and Kirby. But let's go over our list of our rankings of the of the top five greatest Florida Panthers players of all time. Grateful to be have done this as well. Thirty players. For 30 years celebrating the 30th anniversary it's gonna be fun the logo is at center ice for the 30th anniversary the sound system's better at emirate bank oh, arena and it's gonna be a great experience i can't wait to see it myself in person i still haven't been there for a home game yet can't wait for october 19th against the toronto maple leafs but number number five is pavel Bure. spent a short time with the florida panthers but man was his short time really impactful 58 and 59 goals on their way to a playoff appearance before getting swept by the New Jersey Devils. And then the Florida Panthers did eventually trade him to the New York Rangers. Number four comes Roberto Luongo. Possibly the greatest trade in Florida Panthers history. Maybe years from now, when it's all said and done, we could say the Matthew Kachuk trade and Jonathan Huberdeau trade <laughs> was the greatest trade. But as of right Hopefully. now, we're still going to say the Roberto Luongo to New York Islanders with o Ole Jokinen of, as well. As of now, is the best trade in Florida Panthers history. Hall of Famer, the only player to have their number retired in the Florida in, with, with the Florida Panthers and, and multiple Vesna finalists for Roberto Luongo. Number three comes Jonathan Huberdeau at the time that he was traded. He had the most points and most games played with the Florida Panthers set a, a record for most uh, points, excuse me, most assists by left winger in NHL history was 
three assists away from the most assists by a winger in, in NHL history. The other one was uh, Yarmi Yager and uh, Nikita Kucherov. So he was a few assists away from the single season record for, for that. Number two comes Matthew Kachuk. Surprised he was this high, David, with only one season under his belt. But with that one season, how impactful he was coming in from the West to East Coast. The attitude he brought with, let, let's look at your shirt right there. I hate Tampa more. From, from mm -hmm. the, and coming in <laughs> with a bang, 109 points. Four game-winning goals for the Florida Panthers. One in round one, Crazy. three in the Eastern Conference Final. And just the the being on People Magazine – being on the NBA on TNT crew as well prior to the Heat's uh, Eastern Conference Finals game. Just swagger, personality that he brought with South Florida. So there's multiple ways to vote as far as impact on and off the ice. So I, I guess that's kind of the reason as well why Matthew Kachuk is number two. And number one oh, yeah. is not, not a surprise in my, in my opinion. And it's Captain... Alexander Barkov, the 2023 number two overall pick for, for the Panthers. And this guy, when it's all said and done, is going to blow everyone out of the water as far as games played, points, goals, maybe maybe even more than one Selkie trophy to his name as well. If healthy, he can be a multi, um, uh, more than a one-time 40-goal scorer. He still has yet to reach that peak uh, as well, but does definitely has the capability Leadership on and off the ice, the guy, the 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 standard as far as the franchise player, the guy who's always in on the back check as well, and Barkov, the greatest Florida Panthers player of all time in the 30-year history of this franchise. David, of this list, my friend, what 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 are you thinking of this list? Yeah, I mean, for sure, Barkov's got to be the consensus number one. Been here the longest, been here through it all, been through the downs to the highest of highs at the Stanley Cup Finals, uh, being a big catalyst and a big reason for it. So no argument there with number one. Kachuk, obviously, two and three with, with Huberdeau. Huberdeau, just the longevity of him being here. Uh, same as Sparkov, kind of figured they'd grow old together and just be – riding off into the sunset together one day, but obviously didn't didn't come to fruition. But Huberto for sure, 2A, 2B with Kachuk still. I think obviously what Kachuk did in one year is is going to last in our memories for a lifetime. So, yeah, I would put them two, you know, two together for sure. Uh, for Luongo, no argument there. Greatest goalie in Florida Panthers history, Hall of Famer. Got him right here over my shoulder watching me over my back <laughs> during our, our episodes all the time. So, no argument from Lou, but yeah, five five is Pavel Burry. Obviously, the flair and and the style of play and just the awesome you know offensive game he had. But I'm gonna throw a little twist here for uh, your way, Armando. I don't know if you'll agree with me, but I think as this year goes on, he'll probably be top five. I'll just say it. I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna say Carter Verhage to me. Has to be borderline six or seven, right around that area. He's probably played close to, obviously, with the, some of the COVID seasons, he's played less games uh, than an 82 game. But probably after this year, he should be around, you know, 250. I, I don't know off the top of my head how many games he'll be at. But just the playoff impl implications he's had, not just this year, but the year before, just getting us past the first round. So I'm going to throw Verhage right there with, with Pavel Bure as far as, 
uh, the Mount Rushmore, just based off what he's done in the playoffs and in the regular season, uh, the only four, well, besides Matthew Kachuk, the only 40 goal scorer uh, since Pavel Bure. So little argument there for Hagee, maybe sounds a little bit ambitious, ambitious now, but Hey, he's still got two more years on his deal. So by the time he's done and with more playoff runs, hopefully to come swaggy's got to be around there. So I, I thought about that right when you told me before the show, I got to throw over Hagee's hat into the top five. But Pavel, for sure, uh, is in that conversation. Yeah, and uh, he was. we discussed Verhage on the most recent show. He was actually at number 10 based on the, on the, okay. on the rankings, uh, ba- based on him. And, like, like, and this is the, the highest production that Carver Hagee has had at any level, AHL or NHL, playing on Barkov's wing, the consistent – player on Barkov's wing ever since he's come with to the Florida Panthers. And I know we mentioned Patrick Kane and and in the previous segment, that could be possibly a, a a constant on Barkov's right wing as well. I know there's been a revolving door there. I mean, think about, I mean, Maxim Mammon as well, just two seasons ago was playing on that top line. Um, Anthony (laughs) Claire as well. So, and Barkov, Barkov has the first one has had to deal with a little bit of a revolving door uh, there as well. And Pavel Bure, um, just the the if his stint was long with the Panthers, definitely higher on the list. Yeah, than, absolutely. That's the, just the plan. Yeah, and, and all and just when when it comes to when it comes to uh, the third when I think when it, when we do a list again in the thirty five year anniversary of the Panthers. <laughs> Mike, 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 go up, Mike, go up there. Hopefully, there's a few more names like Aaron Eckblad should probably be right there as well. I probably forgot him. I'm sure you had him in your top ten. Uh, Verhage hopefully nine. continues to come. Yeah, number nine. So uh, I'm sure there's hopefully some guys that'll continue to creep up that top ten list for sure. Yep, and you have players in this top ten, um, top thirty list. Sam Reinhart's in there. Brandon Montour's in there. So a lot of this era. Oh yeah, Bobrovsky in there. What he did and this last is, year was just crazy. And, and, and like we said, this is the biggest stretch that the Florida Panthers have had of making the postseason. Those are the those are it's the crazy. those are the things that it's make the best time. Uh, th- this team memorable, the players memorable, and things that we will tell our children, and then they get to tell possibly tell their children's children as well. Absolutely about the history of the Panthers, and it, especially when the Amherst Bank Arena announcement was announced, and I got to go there in person. I was already seeing like the 30th anniversary advertisements around the arena like current captain sasha barkoff and then uh first captain with with the florida panthers and brian scrudlin as well i'm like wow they're really like appreciating the history of this team and it's just even though i haven't been there from the beginning it's really it really just you you really do feel a part of of what this team has built even from being in the miami arena to to moving up to sunrise florida and it's just uh, I, I hope the best is yet to come, and hopefully it, it results in a Stanley Cup for Broward County and all all of South Florida. But David, I want to thank you so much for joining me on this Tuesday uh, edition of the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast. Even though we don't have an official roster, we could we were still able to put some pieces together and still take a, a few guesses as as well of what the opening night roster will be, and a few days from now. Florida Panthers will be playing some hockey, but tell everybody where they can follow you and all of your work online, my friend. 
Yeah, like you mentioned, I guess the goat of Twitter, as you like to call me, it's got to be the goat of X pretty soon. I guess that's what it's officially called. So, yeah, like you have on your show, obviously, it's great, uh, great landscape here. Dad, David, FLA, 954FLA. On Instagram, FLA Panthers FC, newly changed to FC. So hopefully you guys uh, transition over there. Great Instagram following we have. Obviously, our Discord. I have it all over my Twitter. So the Twitters and Instagrams are, are there, and I appreciate you guys always following and interacting and Armando, you host a great show and you know, the, the consistency and the positivity from your show is just so impactful for this community. And I don't know if a lot of people mentioned Armando, but it truly is awesome to see how much you grind and care about this team while also having to do your day-to-day thing. So Armando and those that are listening and hopefully some of the listeners that I can transition into your show, make sure to follow Armando, subscribe. Armando's the best. He grinds all day, all night. So, Armando, you're a good friend. Hopefully, see you opening night very soon. And uh, thank you again for having me. And it's truly been awesome to be on here and hopefully be on here soon and have you on our show as well again because it's, it's a good duo to have and appreciate the time, my friend. Absolutely. And, yes, this, got, this has got to be a... Uh... This, this has got to be a thing again, for sure. Uh, and, and I can't <laughs> wait. I can't wait for the next time, my friend. And if you like what you're hearing, please subscribe to the podcast to be notified every single time the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast jumps into your podcast feed. Don't forget to also subscribe to the other shows on the Locked On NHL Network, including Locked On NHL, Locked On Fantasy Hockey with Flip Livingstone and Steve Roden, and Locked On NHL Prospects. Thank you for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. And everydayers, make sure you come back on Wednesday where myself, Jacob Winans, and Nick Fairbanks will have the ultimate Florida Panthers season preview show and it will be in your podcast feeds on Wednesday morning. So be sure to tune in for that. Sorry, Marmando Velez with David Rodriguez. And you've been listening to Lockdown for the Panthers podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. <laughs>